Welcome to the CineScare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us, as always, is the super fan, Mr. Mark Piscati. Hi, everybody. How's everything going? <laughs> Great. Uh, I can't answer. <laughs> unfortunately, this week, we are without Mr. Jimmy O. We just found out... Uh, a minute ago, we were having some technical issues with him, and and then he said he he, he really couldn't stay too much longer. Uh, so, and I know we have a long, probably a long-ish show tonight. So he had to bow out, unfortunately, a last-minute thing. But uh, uh, I guess it's just more for each of us to talk about then. Uh, we wish him well. We wish him well. Yes, we do. And I want to thank everybody, all the CineScare listeners out there who have purchased my novel, The Last House. It has done pretty well. It is number one new release in uh, one of the categories on Amazon. It is uh, rising up in a few of the categories uh, in terms of new releases. And it's uh, very close to bestseller status. So keep, keep, uh, you know, if you haven't purchased it yet, then go. I mean, I guess you can't keep buying it, but but if you haven't purchased it, keep buying it. Buy please. several copies. Yeah. It was so but, good, I bought it three times. Uh, but did you, please, Joe? No. Oh. That was. Uh, uh, By the um, way, you still haven't uh, uh, given Nadine's uh, chili recipe to Joe and I. No, I haven't yet. I, I will. I will. I will give it to you. I will give Thank it to you. you. Um, but I do want to do a contest. So I'm trying to come up with an idea for a contest. I have some some books here that I are uh, paperbacks here that I could sign and send out. So I'm still trying to come up with uh, an idea for a contest. So if if uh, either of you guys have any ideas, yeah, Joe Joe I, I think, has ideas uh, like like uh, first first person to ring your doorbell. So if you could just give us all your home address, <laughs> that would help out a lot. Yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah. Um, Ding but I, uh, I let's see. So we have a big show tonight because we've we're in the middle of Shocktober, for one thing, and that always means we watch a lot of sh- movies. And uh, full disclosure, everyone, if I sound funny or a little nasally, that's because I have COVID, and uh, I've. I, I had a five day at LAUSD. I'm a teacher at LAUSD and they make you, if you test positive, you have to quarantine for five days. And then on the fifth day you test again. And if you're still positive, you have to quarantine another five days and then you're good. And you go to work after that. But so that means I'm going to be off work for another five days and it's just going to be laying around on the couch watching horror movies because it's about the only thing I have energy for right now. But, uh, so I have, I I'll start us off. How about I start us off just a little different this time? How about if, how about if you start us off? I'll I'll start. Start Yeah. How about if I, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. Uh, but I am going to skip one because I do think Joe should introduce one particular movie that that we watched. Uh, and I don't want to take credit for it, but, uh, I, I'm not going to go in deep on all of my Shocktober viewings. So many of them, of course, were theme uh, movies, six of them anyway. Uh, but I did watch, I, I do want to mention that I I finished the Dahmer uh, series on Netflix, and it was pretty good. I was expecting it, given who's in charge of it, the, you know, the guy from American Horror Story is in charge of it. Uh, I was expecting it to be a little more exploitation and it it was, I don't think a show like a movie like, or a show like 
with that subject matter could help but be a little exploitive. But it, they walked that fine line pretty well. And they definitely showed things from the victim's family's point of view. And uh, Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer was just fantastic. Uh, just fantastic. Um, so definitely. Did you guys watch that one? No. I got through episode one and I just, it was good. It was definitely creepy and eerie. I just haven't had a chance to get back to the next one. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard really good things about it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch it, but um, Joe, Joe's been making me watch other films. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it's one to drop everything. We're going to sit here and we're going to watch this movie for a while, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's one that you need to drop everything to watch, you know, like interrupt your schedule to, to get through it, but it's definitely, definitely worth checking out. There's also a new series on Netflix that Michelle and I watched the first couple of episodes of, and that is Mike Flanagan's new series, the midnight club which is really interesting it's about uh in i mean just a brief overview it's a uh, a bunch of uh young people teenagers basically i believe or college age youths youth youths uh, i think they're college age but they all have terminal cancer and so they they there's this place that they can all go to live that supposedly has helped people be cured and uh but what these kids do is at night at about 11 or 12 or something like that at night well obviously midnight club i guess it's midnight uh they get together and sit around this room and tell ghost stories to each other and of course it's sort of so it's a little anthology like um not completely anthology because there's also a storyline with it but it's pretty interesting we like the first two episodes for sure uh watch the new hellraiser like that a lot i i think Jimmy had mixed feelings about it at first, but came around to like it. What did you guys think? Um, I, I I really enjoyed uh, Hellraiser. Actually, I thought the acting was on point. Um, I thought the director did a great job. I liked everything about this film. I only had one problem, and that was where's the gore? Where is the gore? I didn't get enough blood out of it. I don't know. I just it seemed like it was just watered down with the with the bloodiness hmm. but i, I, I felt I, like there was quite a bit of blood actually but I, i'm gonna side with mark on this one i didn't think there was enough i mean enough for I, what I don't this i wouldn't say it's supposed a, to be it certainly isn't gory but i i thought they had you know some i wouldn't say it was certainly wasn't bloodless i'm i'm also not a fan of the d redesign of pinhead i miss the black leather bds and m outfits mm. that all the cenobites wore yeah. Uh, and I, I just think there's way entirely too much CGI in this film. I just go back and I look at the original and all the practical effects that were done there and how terrifying that movie was. And I'm like, you know, you guys are using this CGI tool to enhance them, not replace them. And it I just I had read that it's mostly practical, though. Really? Yeah. And, and they only used it a little sparingly to enhance certain things, but because they, they were going on and on about how much practical was in it yeah. in, in this article I read. I, in fact, I sent it to you guys. Did, you didn't read it? 
I, I don't read anything you send me. No, neither do I. <laughs> yeah, the past week, Matt's been sending so much on the text because he's yeah. anything to He acts know. like we're all sitting on the couch right with him. We all yeah. have COVID at the same time. <laughs> well, you know what? I've been drinking I, out of Matt's spit glass for I've, the past couple of weeks. I've got nothing else going, all right? This is my, this is my only life. <laughs> no, like, I mean, but my no, family I, I really... is shunning me, and I, you know, I I need you know, to. I'm locked up in a room. I can just picture Matt just like locked in a closet with the with the <laughs> with a laptop. That's how I can do it. There's Eyes wide, and back and forth. <laughs> Day five. <laughs> Markle like this article. Yes. <laughs> no, no, but I but but don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed. Um, you know, this, this new Hellraiser, I just wanted a little bit more gore. I just wanted a little bit more uh, wincing. I, this movie didn't scare me at all. I wasn't, I wasn't terrified. I, I, I wasn't, you know, putting my feet in front of the, you know, in front of the TV. So I can't see anything. I, it's just, it it was just a little watered down, but the acting was great. And, you know, the storyline I really enjoyed. And uh, yeah, go ahead, Matt. Sorry, I I uh, I I was only interrupting to ask. Did you did you feel that way about the originals? Like, did you have that kicking the screen thing with them? Because I didn't. I and I'm not a fan of the originals, so that may have been part of it. Well, no, I mean, I mean, when when I saw Hellraiser, I I, I saw it maybe just like a couple of years ago, and it didn't really scare me. But the blood was great, and you know, the torture was great, and I was like grimacing and wincing when I was watching that. But it was like the opposite, you know. The acting wasn't great in the original. The acting was superb in this new one. So yeah, yeah. it was it was kind of like a little teeter totter thing. It's like, mm. yeah, I never, I, I mean, I saw the original, the first two, and I didn't watch the rest. And then a couple of years ago, I know Joe went through the entire series for Shocktober, and uh, when when we first started the show, and I, I, I never really cared for the first couple. And so this one, I, I really liked it, but anyway, yeah, Joe. Uh, going back in my head, trying to remember my notes all about the C. The one thing, the CGI that really bothered me is the box itself, how it's going from a cube to a dagger to this. It's not like salt and pepper. That shaker was, looking that's, thing. It's not, it's not CGI. The, the, they said the guy, the director said that the box is completely practical effects. But it's transition from one shape to the other. Yeah, it, I don't know. I yeah, it, you've got to read the article I sent you. He's he he was talking about that that the box is actually. I already read your damn book. <laughs> <laughs> you've done enough reading for this month. God damn, I'm book. done. <sighs> yeah, no, the the box is uh, apparently completely practical, is what they said. Wow. Okay. So it I've was like computerized. It it did it by itself. And so it's like it yeah, was I don't like know a how they or something. I don't know. You, I, I'll have to go back and look at the. We'll have thing. to read the article. We we'll yeah. have to read the article. There's yeah, you have to read to the do. article, guys. More reading yeah. to do. The answers to all your questions about Hellraiser are in that article. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't. I I usually have a huge problem with CGI myself, and I really didn't have any issues with this one. I I mean, but I don't know what I was expecting either. Um, but it certainly didn't come across to me like a Marvel movie, you know. And I just watched, you know. Uh, Doctor Strange, and it's just like CGI galore. So maybe I, I'm like actually that was all practical. That was all yeah, practical. Right. All practical. <laughs> all and the whole thing every shot yeah. on location shot. too. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sent you an article. Marvel's known. Marvel's known for that. Um, I sent you the comic book. Did you not read that? <laughs> 
you guys are something. Um, okay, so and then we go from that to something that was definitely not at all CGI or CGI enhanced, as far as I know. Uh, and that is a movie called Speak No Evil uh, that I didn't really care for too much. I, I it just made me angry, and uh, uh, I I just I felt the the director just taking a piss on his audience and. I just didn't care for it, but I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. That's a little cheeky with the audience, like funny games in those movies. I just think it's, it's, you know, I don't know. And, and I, I, you know, the, the, I get the point. It's about a family that meets up with another family on vacation and they get invited by this family to do another vacation with them in their country home. And I don't want to say much more, but it's, you know, there, there are a lot, it's not necessarily a home invasion, but it's got that feel. It's kind of got that almost, um, it's, it's like a combination of the strangers and coming home in the dark to me. And it's, it's, um, I thought the ending, I just, it just made me angry. The, 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 the parents had plenty of opportunities to get away from this family and they never did. And I know that's the point. Uh, but then I read also an interview with the director that he doesn't like horror movies and he just really wanted to piss off the audience. And I guess, you know, great you, you, mission accomplished, but it wasn't for me. I know your mileage will vary. Probably. I think Joe probably liked it a lot more than I did, but I, I felt the director speaking a little too much at us. Did, didn't you, I see, I'm surprised. I thought you liked it. Um, did you like it? before you read that article about no. the director? No. Oh, okay. I didn't, I, I told you about it before I'd even seen it because I thought it was something that you might want to watch. Uh, yeah. I had read about it and then I, um, or not read about it, but I'd seen that it was out and I'd heard, seen some reviews by people on letterbox saying it's really, you know, it's a uh, hardcore, it's sort of French extreme kind of thing. And, uh, so that's when I suggested you guys watch it, but I think we wound up watching it around this. I think I might've watched it after you. I don't remember now, but what did you think uh, of it? Yeah, it's, I, I enjoyed it. It's, it's definitely hard to watch. Um, it just makes you more on these people find themselves in these increasingly uncomfortable situations with this host family mm -hmm. in their home and, you and they're just, trying to be polite. Yeah. And, you know, politeness can only take you so far. Um, I, I keep fighting off the urge to grab the remote and just fast forward like 15 seconds. Just get me out of this scene. I'm so uncomfortable watching it. Yeah. Um, and it, it is, uh, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm starting to despise the term slow burn, but that's what this is. Uh -huh. it, it's yet another slow burn where it's just takes so damn long to build up to this end. And the ending is very well done, but horrific. Yeah. And it's, it's a kick in the gut yeah. to the, to the viewer. Um, it's like the opposite. Obviously can't get into. It's like the opposite of coming home in the dark. Uh, there's a the shocking yeah. event that happens at the beginning of that movie. Right. And it's almost this like time it's at the end. Yeah. It's almost. Yeah. And, uh, but I, 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 I get 
what they were doing. I didn't, I mean, I, I guess it is slow burn, but it was so tense that it didn't feel slow burn to me. I always think of slow burn as taking so much time with the story and a lot of, you know, shots of people walking around and stuff like that. And this one, there was a lot going on. It just wasn't action. Um, yeah. Until the very but end. You know how terrible of a movie it would have been if at the first sign of something uncomfortable, they just said, we're going to pack well, up and right. go home. Thanks for having us. <laughs> no, I know, but the movie's done. The The red flags were so obvious that it just makes you like, you, you want to scream at somebody. I don't know. I, I can't say I like it. I'd never want to watch it again. Um, but I know a lot of people would really like it. Mark, did you wind up watching this? No, 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 I haven't okay. seen that it, one yet. It is one that you'll be kicking the TV. It yeah. Really? It's one, yeah. I would say to our listeners, if you liked Coming Home in the Dark, you would probably like this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then I watched a found footage movie called Deadstream that was pretty fun. Uh, and, and I think Joe, you watched it too. I don't know if Mark did or not, but it was it was kind of fun. It had a uh, <laughs> Joe hates uh, found footage, and I I like found footage if it's done well. And I thought this was done pretty well. It's about a guy who's a YouTuber. Uh, I'll get to you in a second, Mark. Uh, it's about a guy who's a YouTuber who goes and does a bunch of crazy things and he decides he's going to go and he like jumping out of airplanes, you know, doing all kinds of nutty stuff or, or starting fights with cops and stuff while he films himself. And he decides he's going to go into a haunted house, which is a, you know, a trope that is, has been done plenty. And, but it, the, I thought it kind of goes to a place that was a lot of fun and it didn't take itself seriously. It was, I, I, I can't say it was a spoof of found footage, but it was definitely horror comedy and it was very Raimi esque, especially the last act I thought was very Raimi esque. And I, th- I thought the girl was pretty good. I thought the, the guy started, he really annoyed me at first, but I kind of, I liked the performance only because you see YouTubers like him a lot and, 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 and uh, what is it? What do they call them? Influencers. You know, you see people like this. So it, it makes sense that he's that way. It didn't bother me. And I, I kind of had fun with it, but what did you guys think? Well, I, I, I didn't see it. What, what I was, I was raising my hand because I, I, I really didn't know that you had such a fasc- fascination with found footage because you seem to really like go for those uh, those films. Oh yeah, no, I I like if a I feel if a found footage film is done really well, those kinds of films tend to be the ones that give me the creeps the most. Um, not this movie didn't really give me the creeps. There were some good you know jump scares in here and there, but you know a movie like Paranormal Activity, uh, those and they they're they're. I will admit there aren't that many of them that are good. So I, it's hard for me to say that I'm a huge found footage fan because there aren't that many good ones, but the ones that are, I really like, I like the first uh, paranormal activity. I like the second paranormal activity. I liked um, the Blair witch project and, you know, I'm trying to think of others that I've seen that I, I really like. but um, my brother's a huge found footage fan. So he'll, he'll really like this. But yeah, yeah, anyway. I'm, and like I, I'm in, the, I'm in the same boat as you. Like it, across the board, it's like I don't mind found footage because I like to see how, you know, uh, 
directors who don't have a lot of money and that's the way to go to make a yeah. film. It, it's fun to watch how they do that. So I get it. But I, I just love when you tell Joe to watch a found footage. And yeah. Joe's like, oh, God, not yeah. again. Not <laughs> There's, no music. There's no music. There's no music. There's no music. And I, I watch the cinematography. I watch every damn one of them. It is a category of film I decided I don't like. Never say I'm not a team player. You are a team player. <laughs> yeah. I will say that with this one, I I can understand why people would like it and appreciate it. I do like the fact that they are self aware, especially about the fact that <clears throat> one of my biggest issues with found footage is that there's no uh, musical score. There's yeah. no soundtrack, and they address that with this guy, you know, carrying along his own mood music right. to set the scene. And, you know, that was funny. I get it. You know, um, I will say that normally one of my other issues is there's always that, not always, there's typically that other character, the cinematographer who's working the camera that you never get to see, but you're constantly being interacting with. And, um, this one fixes that because the cameraman is the guy that's on camera at yeah. the same time. He's got so, like a GoPro on his head showing yeah. everything in front of him. And he's got like some kind of contraption that shows his face while he's walking around. And then, right. and then of course there's, you know, camera GoPro cameras. Uh, and I did appreciate that aspect. I like kind of like that aspect of, you know, he's going in to shoot himself. Yeah. for his YouTube channel. And that's why he's got all these cameras. So like they had a very good excuse for the placements of all the cameras. It made sense. Yeah. And we didn't have to constantly reinvent another reason for why we have this particular footage. Right. So it was out of all of the found footage films that I've seen, boy, that was a lot of F's. Um, <laughs> that one was accomplished. I, I will, I will give it that. It wasn't, wasn't bad. No, I, I, I thought they did a really good job with it. I, I, for some reason, I think I saw where he's, I, now I don't want to say, uh, I thought I saw where, how much he spent on this and it was like a ridiculously low number. Um, but you know, and then it got, it did well in the, in the, uh, film festival circuit. So it's, it, you know, it's the kind of thing. I, I love that. I love that these indie filmmakers can come up with an idea like that and it becomes their pathway into directing bigger things and that sort of, and that sort of thing. And they're not just beholden to the studio system. I love it. And, uh, and, and I think sometimes these things when it, when they're done really well, can be very effective to me. Um, that kind of creepiness. Uh, and then I watched Seder, which was very slow burn, pretty good, pretty good movie. Uh, I gave it three and a half cuts. I watched the Collingswood story, which was another found footage. Uh, on this one was very interesting, by the way, because uh, I never finished it. By the way, didn't you? Ah, no, Joe, come I'm on! Still, I'm I'm 20 minutes into it. I I, I like this one. It it's definitely. I think it it's one that came out. What was it in 2002? So it's early found footage, and it and it has to do with almost like a zoom situation or FaceTime situation at a time before we were all using zoom and everything. And so it, it's a lot like that movie unfriended or host from a couple of years ago, which host is one of my favorites from a couple of years ago, loved it. And that one very similar to that, but it, there weren't enough scares, but there, it was, it was pretty good. 
And then I will leave Joe to talk about this. No, next dude, one. You got to have more. I know you have more, Matt. Uh, movies that I watched? Yeah. Well, aside from The Six, and then, of course, well, I watched Halloween 2018. I watched Halloween 1978. Uh, I mean, Matt has watched 317 films yeah. since he's been on I mean, COVID. the first couple yeah. days I was sick, I was actually sleeping a lot, so I didn't actually watch um, that many during that time. But since then, you know, yeah, I've watched a few. It, so. it it also it looks like Matt's lost a lot of weight too since the last time I've seen him. So it just seems like you've just been not eating. You're just curled up in a closet. <laughs> well, I have it's lost twenty five pounds since June. So reading articles, sending them off, <laughs> <laughs> sending them off to not be read. Oh, Joe, Joe we got like this five one. more days. Five more days of this, Joe. We love it. Yeah. Keep 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 them coming, Matt. I hated the CGI. It's not CGI, Joe. Okay, so Joe, introduce us to this next one because this is so. this one is I blame completely on you. This is your baby, so go ahead. Well, just to go over the other things that I watched briefly okay. on uh, Shocktober, because I mean it's October. You can't swing a dead cat over your hat without turning on a channel that's got some sort of horror film on it. Uh, I saw. Trick or treat was on AMC's running these. Oh, yeah. Nonstop. No, when um, I haven't been watching something that we need to watch for the show or a new movie, I just turn on AMC and I lay there and I just, oh, yeah. my mind yeah. just like becomes part of the television. Yeah. Uh, it's a trick or treat. Um, God, I watched a lot of the stuff that you already mentioned. Speak No Evil, American Psycho, rewatched. Huh. Um, haven't seen that in ages. Uh, Hellraiser, Deadstream, oh, Thinner, Stephen King's Thinner. Hmm. I absolutely adore that film. Love that film. Uh, I, I watched Silver Bullet. And then, of course, so last night I'm just flipping around trying to find something to watch. And I'm like, I'm going to watch something I've never heard of before, never seen. I have like nothing. I'm just going to go basically off the name. And so I found this movie from 1988 called Hack o' Lantern. <laughs> and I start watching it and it's about a, a boy whose grandfather has determined that he is predestined to be the new leader of this satanic cult that meets every year on Halloween and they have to have some sort of sacrifice. So, um, you know, that old, you know, Halloween movie trope yeah. about Satanists. Um, so I got maybe a half an hour into this movie before I texted everyone else, like, please, for the love of God, somebody else enjoy this movie with me. And I had no idea how big of a can of worms I had actually opened up. So to that, I say to both of you, you are welcome. Thank you so much, <laughs> Joe. Well, Joe, can you, can you uh, give us a little uh, background on this show? <laughs> um pure ecstasy there, there's um god i uh, the whole family's messed up the kid's grandfather at like was hitting on his own daughter yeah. on her wedding day there's a heavy incest uh, uh under oh god there. yeah wait um yes Question. mark sorry answer sorry to interrupt um do you think they had sex and tommy was his son because i think that's what it was right i felt like they were implying it yeah Really? Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get that. 
I probably because I'm so thrown off by the ages of all these people at the beginning. <laughs> right. Grandpa looks like he's maybe 15 years older than his grandson. <laughs> I know. And the mom looks old enough to be the grandfather's sister. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, then she and, and then when they get oh, when the kids get older, the mom looks exactly the same, same clothes and everything. And yeah. then the grandpa's aged like 30 years. <laughs> and all these kids that she had, all of her offspring look like they're, you know, just in their mid thirties. Right. Easy. Yeah. But yet they're, you know, Tommy supposedly just turned 18. Yeah. 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 And and I, I got a question with that because I saw the um Bob's uh, or Bill's gravestone, and it said that he died in 1968, and this movie was in 1988. Yeah, and so and it was said, you know, it's like 1988 with you know the rock and roll and the heavy metal and whatnot. So if these kids when at the beginning they're like seven, eight years old, uh, how old would they be in 1988 if if that was 1968? Or am I just they're- digging in too hard? I, I think the suspension of disbelief needs to be thrown into this one yeah. in particular, especially on the ages <laughs> yeah. of these characters. It's ridiculous. Well, um, I, and I also think that the script got changed. They, the, okay. I, I read up a little bit about this. Matt read an article. <laughs> yeah. You had time? You I had, had time. some time. Another article? <laughs> I didn't send it to uh, you, but I did have some time to read up on this movie, which as I was doing it, I was like, why am I researching hack a hack a lantern for God's sake? But, um, it's so phenomenal. What happened is that it was directed by, uh, an Indian director, a guy from India and, and then, uh, <laughs> and produced by a, an Indian guy, but he was from the United States. The producer was a t-shirt salesman in in Houston and he his big claim to fame in Houston was he created this t-shirt that said I love my aunt my aunt <laughs> and <laughs> and it sold 50,000 copies and so he saved that money and said I'm going to produce movies and so he he went to Hollywood and he couldn't get any traction so he decided I'm just going to fund a low budget movie and I think he got some other funders and he he paid a guy $300 to write this script. So he does. And then he finds this Indian director and hires him to come in. The guy doesn't know anything about Halloween. This movie's set on Halloween. The guy doesn't know anything about Halloween. He, does, he doesn't know really much about American customs at, at all. And he, he doesn't, doesn't. And he doesn't speak any English. No. And here he is directing this movie and he doesn't know the nuances of anything. And he takes this script and rewrites it. And there's a, and so he puts in the music videos because he wanted it to be a little more Indian feeling where, you know, cause in the Indian movies, they pause for music, music interludes quite often. So he wanted an American version of an Indian movie. So that's why they had that music video in the middle of it. And as well as the stripper and the, the, the snake, snake dancer, dancer. It, it was snake all dancer. music and dancing interludes that they wanted to accomplish. The, there's a scene where there's a snake dancer or no, this of a stripper, stripper. In, in this, in this public party, by the way, it's a, it's a town holiday or Halloween yeah. party and they have a stripper at it. And they, it took them three days to 
shoot this scene because the cinematographer was high on coke so bad that they couldn't get the strap the shot straight so it took them three days just to do that one scene it was, and that scene is what three minutes long if if that oh if that glorious. yeah yeah so it, it's it's something else i'm telling you but in the articles that you've been reading yeah can you explain the comedian Yes. Oh, yeah. The, does, well, yeah. I didn't. I I didn't find that in an article. I decided I stopped watching it on Tubi, and I saw that it was on Shutter. And then I saw on on Letterbox somebody said that there's a uh, Joe Bob Briggs on his show, The Last Drive-In, did a version of it. And oh, so Joe Bob Briggs, if you haven't, if you don't know, on Shutter there's a show called The Last Drive-In, and Joe Bob Briggs is a very famous. He's a horror uh, movie writer and and. Uh, he's he's hosted shows for years, and this is his show on Shutter. And so they did this. They did uh, Hack Hack O Lantern as one of his shows, and he gave a lot of the information. He talked about, and he used to be a comedian, Joe Bob Briggs, and he said that that comedian was an actual comedian who was actually pretty good. He said he had a pretty good set. He had a room. He had a room at a couple different hotels in Vegas. He played Vegas all the time. And he had a really good set, but he was known as a sound effect comic, you know, like those guys who do the sound effects on the microphone, you know, like the, the guy from police Academy. Michael Winslow. Yeah. Michael yeah, Winslow. yeah. And, but so they didn't have him mic'd up right for any of that. And they gave him jokes that weren't even his, they wouldn't let him use his own material. And uh, so his, obviously his jokes weren't very good, but actually that guy's a real comedian or was a real comedian. And, and had a pretty good career there for a while in the eighties until this movie, at least for for those of you out there that love a good, bad movie, you, you really should do yourself a favor and watch hack a lantern. The, the, when you've gotten to the scene with the, uh, the music video. Yeah. Um, if you can make it through that, hold tight because they're strap in there's a lot more oh yeah fantastic movie to follow well that happens um, early on i think yeah oh yeah i know yeah, yeah. i i i i was so happy when that music video turned out to be what it was and know, that's an actual band too character. by the way yeah, yeah yeah um i this is this is a tremendous find. this takes uh drive-in massacre up a whole nother notch. Yeah. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs said that that band, uh, I can't remember the name, JC something. They had played on, uh, why are you laughing so much, Mark? <laughs> it, it, it's because it's because you have so much information and knowledge <laughs> because it, it, it's making me laugh because now I know like how busy you are besides doing the podcast, like what you do, because you are just infinite knowledge right now. It is just so fun to listen to. There's nothing else in my life right now know, except for watching great. horror movies. Matt I interviewed the cast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, they're going to be joining us. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, he said that the, this band had pl- played on Sunset, the Sunset uh, Strip in Los Angeles for years and years trying to make it. And all these bands around them made got big contracts and they never did. And they wound up uh, disbanding in 1990. So I, I think this is going to warrant a rewatch. It, I, oh, yeah, oh I I'm so. definitely rewatching. Yeah, this, I gotta, film. this is something that 
I, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised that Joe Bob Briggs did this. Uh, although yeah. I am surprised that MST3K has not mm. or, or rip tracks. This it, seems, it seems right perfect. Rally. Yeah. It seems yeah. perfect for them. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the funny thing is about this is that, you know, we're dropping, you know, hints here and there, like things we haven't even talked about really how amazing the grandpa is. And there's so much more in this film that is just that we haven't uncovered. It is, it's that just was, a gift. It's a gift. That was this another bit of info, info that Joe Bob gave. Uh, the grandpa uh, in this was an actor uh, by the name of, let me see, I'll pull it up here. Uh, High Pike, H-Y-P-Y-K-E. And he actually had his name above the title, even though he's not really the lead. He's, he's just a villain and, and kind of a secondary villain at that. But his name was above the title when it was released because for, because he had been like an extra in a terminate in the Terminator, I think it was. And so the director from India didn't know anything about American actors. And he thought that this guy was a big star in America. So he, they put the name above the title. So, oh, Gosh, thank yeah. you, Joe. Thank you so much. You know, much. I I don't want to get over my skis too much on this, but maybe we should consider this for tackling as our first uh, commentary episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, maybe where we all watch the movie live. Yeah, yeah. At the same time. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I would love that. I would love that. Uh, okay. Um. Enough of that tomfoolery. Enough of that tomfoolery. Joe, or Mark, what did you watch? Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be really quick. Um, I watched The Barbarian. I did a back-to-back uh, screening. Oh, um, I watched what, what, the Barbarian. Movie th- what movie theater? Well, I, I mean, it it, it it was the Bloomingdale Picture Show, um, but it was, it was just, they had uh, Smile and The Barbarian at the same movie theater, and so... What I was the? Was it an AMC or? No, no, it's 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 uh it's a in, kind of like an independent. They they have like some. It's it's a chain, but it's very limited. Oh. And um, what's the theater you normally go to? Bloomingdale uh, Picture Show. Um, unless uh, it's like a indie, then I then I got to go to like Marcus Court. Uh, Marcus, you didn't drive oh, to a Marcus long, did you? Yeah, He's Marcus Court Theater. Yeah, nice setup. What all that? All that? Yes, goddamn! I was really hoping he went to the Marcus. Oh, Marcus! You didn't drive to a Marcus long, did you? He's not up to the challenge. Yeah, but the fact that I just did hook, line, and sinker on that didn't even think about that. Yeah, well played. Okay, so no, no, it's fine. We bring Jimmy back. (laughs) So the Barbarian, um, I watched it. Is why why does this why is this happening with me with the sound effects already? I don't know. The Barbarian. Um, I thought it's a cross between The Hills Have Eyes, Don't Breathe, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I loved it. Certify it. I really enjoyed it. Um, twists and turns. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, then I, I watched. Did you guys hear that's coming to HBO Max on October twenty fifth? What Are is you kidding me? Barbarian. Barbarian. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I. Not to copy off Matt, but I read my own article. <laughs> I read an article. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I I read it like right when you were in the theater, Mark. 
Thank you or for else not I was texting gonna, that. Or, or I was going to text you and say, hey, by, by the way, don't bother going. You can watch this in your own home in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, thanks. Well, I, I enjoyed watching it in the theater. I, I mean, any film, yeah. uh, it's better yeah. in the theater. Um, then I watched uh, Smile. And um, so Smile is a lot like uh, It Follows with less effect. Um, it was enjoyable and fun to watch. But walking out of the theater and driving home, I was more and more just thinking, meh. Um, you know, you, I, I, I really think you can wait until rental or even wait until, um, streaming, but it's a very slow paced film. Um, but I, you know, it's like, it, it, it feels like it's in the horror genre of like demon STD, such as it follows in the ring, you know, yet. It's someone smiles, and if you see it, you gotta do something to get out of it. So it's kind of in that horror genre of like STD. Hmm. Um, but I mean, it it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, Matt. You're totally right. Uh, the best scare scene was basically um, uh, a, a character coming up to the car window. The one and, in the trailer. Yeah, in the, the trailer. trailer. Man, if they didn't put that in, I I would have jumped. Uh, I, I knew it was coming. I'm just like, oh, here it comes. Just like, don't do that, guys. Don't yeah. do that. That didn't make sense to me. No, it it, it was it was like the best one, too. Hmm. Um, it, well acted, uh, but I'd, I'd hold off. Don't, don't, don't go to a movie theater. Um, I, I heard uh, other friends say that they liked it. Um, but yeah, it was it was just okay. Yeah. Um, I watched. Uh, I've been watching Friday Thirteenth films, uh, just to rehash, you know, because I love Friday Thirteenth. So been doing that for Shocktober. Um, I watched Werewolf by Night um, today. Actually, not bad, not bad at all. Um, it 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 got back to a little bit more seriousness. It's more of a, like a nineteen thirty four uh, Frankenstein. Uh, Dracula kind of feel. It's all in black and white. They have cigarette burns at, at the right hand corner of the screen. Um, it, it was it was fun to watch, and um, I actually jumped one time uh, uh, during. Uh, it's like fifty five minutes long. Um, I, I would definitely check it out, Joe, because I know you're a Marvel fan. So yeah, it, it was fun, and there's a surprise uh, appearance. I don't know if you won't. I won't spoil it, but there is a. a Surprise appearance by uh, a character that we've never seen before. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I didn't take up too much time. Excellent. Very good. Very good. Um, So I guess that brings us to our theme for the week. And it is devil horror or satan horror whatever you want to call it uh, called it devil horror devil horror <laughs> and um uh why did i choose this well i chose it really because there were a couple movies in this subgenre that i really wanted to watch that i had not seen before and there were a couple that i think you guys hadn't seen that i wanted you to see uh so having said that, I, I mean, you know, I, I was thinking about doing Rosemary's Baby, but I felt like that might be on the nose and there wasn't, you know, it's not, it's only available for rent. So I'm like, nah, let's, let's get, 
So, and, and I asked, and I think everybody, all of us had seen it. So I really wanted more movies that none of us had seen. You know, it's, it's nice to uh, check out movies we've seen before, but it's also nice to check out some new ones. And I feel like there's only really one of these that I, I was kind of mixed about and I didn't hate it, but it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. And then the others, I really enjoyed all the rest of these movies. And that one of these were, it was a movie that I had not seen before and I'd always heard was good. And then, you know, there were a couple that I had, I I've always loved. They're among my favorites. So the first one is um, a little movie called the borderlands, otherwise known as, also known as Final Prayer. I believe The Borderlands was the British title for it, if I'm not mistaken. And the, um, yeah, I believe that was the British title for it. And and this one is, a Vatican investigators are sent to the British West Country to investigate paranormal activity around uh, an abbey. And they find the events are more disturbing than they first imagined. And so there's a couple guys that come with a priest to this abbey in England and they uh, basically set up cameras all over the place. It's a found footage. And I don't, this is one where I think the reasoning behind having the cameras is a little ambiguous. I don't think it was um, always, it always, you know what I mean? Like sometimes in these movies, there's not always a good reason for somebody to have a camera on. Now they tried to solve that problem by saying that we, part of their contract is that they will always have a camera on wherever they go. And I guess that makes sense if they're investigating a haunted Abbey, but it didn't make sense for them to, to wear them while they're in the home that they were staying in outside the cat the Abbey. But anyway, I, I thought it was pretty good. Not great. I, I, my first reaction when I first watched it was I was a little disappointed because I wanted more creepy stuff. But as I thought about it, I didn't mind it so much. It's it's definitely worth checking out, uh, but you won't find it under the title of The Borderlands. You'll find it under Final Prayer on Tubi. So I liked that it was free. <laughs> that made it easier to go down to. So, uh, but what did you guys think, Joe? I know I, I had a feeling Joe probably didn't like it because it's found footage, but uh, what did you think, Joe? I was thrilled that I got to see that all too critical camera installation scene at the beginning of the movie that really set up everything nicely. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. All these movies are the same. They're all like, Oh, did you hear that? Like, no. And then we better go investigate. And then we didn't see anything. And uh, I, I, one of the things that bothered me the most is there's a death with a priest or somebody's leaping off of a building and you're following him with the camera. And then you see a guy standing on the ledge of this building and the camera decides, Oh, what's that? And he turns his head and then all of a sudden he turns back and the guy's gone. And then they go running off. And it's just a way for them to cheaply get away with not showing somebody jumping off a building. And I don't know, that's part of cinema that I, miss i appreciate <laughs> but that's that's you what can't you're say gonna you get miss with, it there's plenty the of footage. those well yeah i mean but i missed it in this particular film oh. you know i i've grown to to like that stuntman you know how did god how do they do that scene where the guy actually jumped off and landed somewhere we didn't get to see all of it but um 
I, I will say I was getting a little nauseous with the camera movement when they were in the caves at the end, but the caves, yeah. uh, the scenes all towards the end were very, uh, claustrophobic, very creepy, very dark. I, I was really starting to get into it in the last 15 minutes of this movie. I just wish I would have been more captivated earlier on. Yeah. I, I felt like there needed to be more creepy stuff happening in the, and I am a huge sucker for creepy stuff. Hey, what was that kind of thing? I love that. Like most of the things that you don't like about found footage are reasons. I love found footage. So uh, we're like, we're like yin and yang. What is it? Yin and yang or yang, yin and whatever. Yin and yang. Dumb and dumber. And <laughs> dumb and dumber. There we go. Uh, but, but, uh, that cave, by the way, I read up on uh, that cave situation towards the end. Um, and if, if you could believe it or not, uh, I did a little research on this. And those the the priests were actually or the, the guys who went into the cave were actually they that fear that they were representing was real because they went into an actual cave that was that claustrophobic and they were actually feeling that claustrophobia. Um, I'm picturing that somewhere in your house, there's a room that looks like John Doe's apartment in seven, where it's just filled with 30,000 notebooks. <laughs> <laughs> Every movie that you've all handwritten, all alphabetized. Guess what it is, man. Tell I haven't eaten in days. It's right behind that door. <laughs> Matt, Matt like, looks like the guy that's tied up in the bed. That's <laughs> uh, got no fingerprints. Yeah. Article. Uh, Mark, what did you think of this? Um, as far as uh, found footage goes, this one uh, ranks high up for me. Um, uh, yeah, um, I did jump the gun when I uh, told Matt this was like my second favorite found footage behind Blair Witch because I forgot about Wreck. Um, but this one actually is high up for me. I, I love the actors in it. Um, but um, I do love how they had the cameras on their head and uh, cameras set up you know, in the rooms and in the church. And I, I thought they did a brilliant way of having just the, how the director and the editing, it kind of seemed like a movie. And I forgot sometimes I was watching a found footage. Like yeah. uh, when, the, when um, uh, the guy with the beard, I forgot his name, but he's walking down and the kids are going, bah, bah. I forgot I was watching a found footage kind of. I It, it was just edited very well. And, and I thought it looked pretty good too. Like a lot yeah. of found footage, you know, intentionally it kind of looks video like, and this, some of it was, you know, looked okay. Yeah. I would, I, I generally was interested throughout the whole entire film. I, I got a little nervous sometimes, and I definitely got nervous in the last 15 minutes of the film. Like Joe said, I mean, it, it really rocked it off. And I mean, can we spoil the end or should we not? Uh, I'd say no for this one. Oh, yeah, because I yeah, mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because I, okay, I'll just say this with the ending. I loved the ending. I loved uh -huh. what happened. It was, wasn't expecting that. Wasn't expecting that. And I, I thought it was just really great. And you, you really had involved yourself with these characters. And when yeah. something happened, it, it was, I was, I was like, damn, like, Damn it. It's like that was that was that was amazing. So yeah, it, it rings up uh high for found footage for me. I enjoyed it. 
I, I'd say for a movie that I liked the least of the six, it's not bad. You know what I mean? Because sometimes, uh, you know, there, there's always one in a six, usually where you don't like it that much. But I, for this, for for the movie I didn't like of the batch, it, it wasn't bad. Yeah, this this is probably, uh, I mean, there's there's one, ah, don't worry about it. No, it's, I, I, I think there's one movie least that I liked before this one, um, mm. so but we'll get into it because I, I think all these picks are great. Yeah. I like, I liked all of them generally. Yeah. Um, okay. So that brings us to the next one. And that is, uh, the blood on Satan's claw from 1971, the accidental unearthing of Satan's earthly remains causes the children of a 17th century English village to slowly convert into a coven of devil worshipers. This movie was originally written. The script for it was originally written to be a three part, uh, a three part miniseries for television or for film. They were, I don't, it just depended, but it was going to be in three parts and they chose to combine all three of those parts into one, which is why it is a little choppy. There's, you know, some parts, all of a sudden you take there, you're, you're focused on these characters happening at the beginning, this guy and his, his girlfriend and, uh, or lover or fiance, whatever she was. And then it jumps to another story about these kids out in the woods, uh, with their, their leader. And then it jumps to another story at the end. So it, 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 there's definitely three acts, but they're all sort of focused on three different things that are tied to the same thing. But, uh, I, I enjoy this one. I, I thought it was, uh, pretty well done. Um, and it was, um, Directed by Piers Haggard, uh, or Haggard, uh, and I thought that the main girl, who was the leader of the whole cult, was pretty good. Uh, I, I for a minute, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, but by the end, I, I thought it was a pretty um, solid movie. Not great, but but one of those that you know, it definitely looks like a 1971 film, but not bad. Joe, what did you think? I, I agree. I thought it was uh, the lead guy, the main character uh, at the beginning of the film. I thought it was Roger Daltrey from the who. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. totally. There, there were some choppy editing yeah. things that happened, which I'm glad you read that article and explained that to me that, you know, it was for TV. Cause that did, I guess, I mean, it doesn't fix it, but it, at least it's understandable. Yeah. Um, I I did enjoy the film. I'm a uh, little little things here and there uh, stood out to me as uh, curious. For example, when all of these kids in the village um, start to join their own satanic cult, um, and you get to yeah. see them, uh, all of a sudden it's like all these kids ranging from the ages of like eight to fifteen, and then there's like an old couple. <laughs> That's with them too. Yeah. That looked like they were in their seventies and I'm like, who right. are they? Yeah. <laughs> Let somebody bring their grandparents with them. Or? All excited about it too. Yeah. But, and then, yeah. yeah. And that, that group of kids, they like bring some girl out and rape her. And, it, and that whole scene was not written in the script. They just made it up as they went along for that scene. Yeah. It was, uh, 
I, I also think it's funny that um, the devil's skin is basically just somebody with a hairy back. Yep. Um, yeah. But no, it was, uh, oh, I also, the, the guy that has like, well, turns out he's mute, but the dog owner at the end, oh. the big Oof. bullish. He's yeah. like Mordor. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. exactly right. Oh. That's what I was oh. thinking. Of yeah. yeah. Um, and I do appreciate the movie that even back in whenever this was originally set, they had a bumbling police officer too, or constable or whatever you wanted to call the guy too. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, falsely accusing priests without any sort of interrogation. Exactly. Just, all right. Stop your line of questioning. Just don't make that dog bark at me anymore. Um, but you know, you got to understand that's how things probably happened yeah. way back then. Yeah. So uh, there's no such thing as due process. Uh, all in all the, I did enjoy the film. Actually, I enjoyed it uh, when it started up. I'm not a huge fan of that time period, and I was starting to roll my eyes. But as the movie went on, it was actually quite enjoyable. Um, kind of wanted to see where they were going with it, and uh, it was it was very well done. I did not expect the scene at the end, the duel with the sword and whatnot. That's not what I thought was underneath that blanket, but. Um, yeah, and all in all, I I, I kind of like this one. Mark, yeah, what did I, you think? I, yeah, I I I I like the film too. Um, it's my least favorite out of the group. Um, that's what I was uh, uh, talking yeah. about before. It's my least favorite, but um, I love the landscape in this film. I yeah. love the look of this film. Uh, it I think it's beautiful. Kind of reminded me of a little bit of Dragon Slayer. Um. Uh, the film in 1981, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a little bit of feel of that, and it it just the costumes were fine and all that. And uh, I mean, uh, the film was uh, set in 18 or 1680s, correct? Uh, I believe yes. Yeah, 1680s. And uh, the actor who played the judge, the guy at the end of the film where he uncovered. Um, the, here's a little uh, tidbit on him. Um, after filming this movie. Um, he died uh, three weeks after uh, filming this uh, movie, and uh, he died on on the stage during rehearsal of a heart attack from alcoholism. And, oh wow! Uh, so it was like three weeks right after he he filmed this uh, this movie. Um, but I didn't mind this film. I I thought it was beautiful to watch. But the hmm. music, the music was atrocious, absolutely atrocious. <laughs> the piano. I, I thought Joe was going to just go off on this film with the music score. It, it didn't I, bother you at all? I, no, it didn't bother me. It was just, I felt you, it was matched the period. Yeah, of, I didn't know. have a problem with it. I've yeah. never seen this surprise me, Joe. Just every time I thought I was going to be like, Joe was going to go off on it. I hated the music. It was like this doop, 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 you know, with the piano. It didn't match the film at all. I wanted to hear some strings and. It was a. It just seemed piano. to match more of films made in 1971. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. The skinning scene was uh, was yeah. uh, pretty uh, uh, funny to me. <laughs> it's yeah. just like latex or something. And, yeah. And whatnot. And uh, but uh, I got a question. So if a witch is thrown into the water and she floats, that means she's a witch, right? Right. Right. How fucking stupid are these people back then? It's like, like, don't they swim? Well, that's like, the, they... that was sort of the, I, I don't know if it's a joke, but it, that's sort of the deal. If they float, they're a witch, kill them. 
And if they don't float, that means they drowned. And so they're dead either way. So it's, it was, it was not, it was, Oops. it was a, it was a uh, catch 22 or it was, it was a situation they couldn't get out of. They already had made the, once they threw them in the river, they already made the decision that they wanted her dead anyway. So. So was, so it's, so basically like, I, I think that witchcraft, it was just like, in my opinion, I think it's, it was all bullshit back in with witchcraft. It was just a way to, you know, off these women, you know, like right. he says, Oh, she's a whore. You know, it's like, if she yeah, it was a way to keep them marrying in line, I guess, marrying right? men and staying Christian and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I learned something. I mean, at the time they also had very real fear of demons and the devil and, and people believed that there were witches in the woods and they, they believed all this stuff. It, it, you know, they actually believe that it could be real, but yeah, um, yeah, we've no, evolved since I, then. I, we I, what's that? We've evolved since then. We have. There were there were real true morons back then. Oh but, yeah, you know we There's know no morons now. now. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, but I, I I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it all the way through. I thought I thought it was fun to watch. Yeah, I'd say, I mean it's a, definitely a folk horror. And uh, in the same vein as like the the Wicker Man and and some films like that, there were a lot of these kind of folk horror films that came out in the late '60s, early '70s, like this. Um, all right. And for con- for contrast, I know what movie you should be picking next. Um. Well, let's see if I'm if I am. Uh. Well, no, I'm not picking the one you think. No, I'm saving <laughs> no. that one to the end. Uh, the, the next one I'm picking <laughs> is drag me to hell. And this one is, uh, Sam Raimi's horror movie. Uh, let's see. Christine Brown has a good job, great boyfriend, a bright future, but in three days she's going to hell after de- she is a, uh, Christine Brown is played by who's the actress. Oh, Alison Lohman. And she, uh, basically, she's a loan officer at a bank, and there's a woman who can't pay her 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 mortgage and or rent or whatever, and she's begging for an extension, and they've already given her a bunch of extensions, and there's really no prospects for this woman to get money, and it's up to Christine, our main character, to decide whether or not they're going to give another extension or not, and she wants this big promotion at work. So she talks to her boss and her boss is like, Hey, you want this promotion? You need to be able to make these decisions. So she goes back to the woman and says, sorry, we can't, you're going to have to move out in whatever, 30 days or whatever. And the woman curses her. And so that's basically, she, um, she's been cursed by a gypsy. Uh, and her only hope is to lie in a psychic, uh, or is to uh, bring in a psychic who claims that can help her lift the curse uh, for and keep her from being dragged to hell. And this was my, I had not never seen this one. I had always meant to, and just didn't. And it just seemed a little glossy for me. And I thought it's not going to be that great. And, and I wound up really liking it. I thought it was, it had, you know, a lot of the Raimi esque stuff. And, uh, but it, I thought there was, you know, that Raimi humor, uh, but also the, some of that intensity is was in there too. I really liked it. Uh, Mark, why don't you tell us what you think? No, I I I I, I love this movie. Um, 
I, I remember Matt uh, texting us going, have you guys seen uh, Drag Me to Hell? And I said, yeah, great film. Like, watch it. Had no idea that, you know, Matt was like uh, doing research for his next topic. Um, yeah, I, I, a little Sam Raimi. There's tons of Sam Raimi like tropes in this in this film. Oh, yeah. It's not it's not. I mean, it's his uh, the yellow car from Evil Dead's in it. In, right. And it, there's just tons, you know, her like coming out of the grave um, at the end of the film with her hand up. Sam Raimi just all over. Yep. But it's it's a lot of fun. Um I just throughout the whole entire film, this this poor girl Christine goes through so much and had and it's hard to watch because I mean she really never really deserved what was happening to her. She's just a nice girl trying to. I mean she did her job. I mean this gypsy woman did not have the money, and she did her job. And then she has to get cursed and go through all of what she went through. Absolutely atrocious. Hated that. But um, yeah, uh, the only thing that uh, my problem was, was I thought the ending was a little pre uh, predictable. I saw it coming. I saw it coming. And uh, but it was so much fun to watch when it happened. But yeah, it, it, I, I really enjoyed it. And how and how much how much shit was thrown in her mouth? In this video. Yeah, I know. There was a ton. Oh very God. That's very Raimi. Yeah. Puking in her Lord. mouth. And yeah. Yeah. And then the, the old woman like gnawing on her jaw, basically. Yeah. Crazy. And the coffin coming over and all that yeah. uh uh the stuff that they preserve the body, you know, the green stuff just falls into her mouth. The flies in her yeah. mouth. Like everything. Oh my gosh. I agree with Mark. I think this gypsy cursed stuff is just bullshit christine's trying to do her job right you know she's got bills of her own to pay maybe if this gypsy woman would quit skipping payments and do her job which was to repay back that loan she wouldn't have been in this predicament in the first place it's just exactly. like thinner tired of this exactly gypsies get jobs pay your bills nobody's gonna get hurt then exactly you can just keep being gypsies fuck those gypsies man yeah it's like uh Dr. Sleep again, all over again. No, no, no. Don't um, say that. Dr. Sleep's great. Oh, yeah. I like Dr. Sleep. Um, anyway, did you, uh, the very beginning, like the cold opening of this, seemed very similar to the opening of Constantine. Absolutely. With the demon exorcism. Um, uh, oh, great mood music. Christopher Young was the composer on this. The music in this film was fantastic. Um, I. I, I oh, there's so many Sam Raimi things in this. I even the the eyeball on the cake. Um, I loved it. I thought this movie was fantastic up until the seance, and then it just seemed like too much Raimi, mm. and that's where I sort of just like fell off. I was really enjoying this. Justin Long, you know, his brief cameos in this film. Uh, I thought it was great all the way up until, like I said, the last 10, 15 minutes of the film. And then I was just sort of like, yeah, all right. I've, I've had my, my Raimi fill. So was yeah. this the first time you saw, um, uh, no, I had watched it when it came out, I believe in, what is it? 2009. Yeah. 2009. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't seen it since then. So it was, uh, a rewatch for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was Drag Me to Hell. Uh, and the next one is 
I thought was a really interesting movie. Uh, 1995's The Day of the Beast. Uh, this is a dark comedy. The story revolves around a Basque Roman Catholic priest who has somehow come upon knowledge that the Antichrist is going to be born on Christmas Eve. And he knows the town or the city where the Antichrist is born, but he doesn't know uh, who the mother is or where he's going to find the Antichrist. And what he does is he decides to commit as much evil as he can to try and get in good with the devil. And then maybe the devil will slip up and tell him where he is once he trusts him. And it's, it's a crazy premise. There's a guy there. He, he befriends this guy who works at a, I believe a record store and, or some kind of music shop. And he's a heavy metal guy. He looks like an overweight. I think Joe, Joe said this. He looks like an overweight Jimmy. O. Um, he's got long hair, but he's absolutely hilarious. This was a bit of a horror comedy, but it looks great. And, uh, it's directed by Alex De La, Iglesi- De-, De La Iglesia from 1995. And obviously it's in Spanish. So it's, it, it was all subtitles or whatever that actually Joe Bob Briggs did a version of this one as well. I started watching a little bit of it, but I didn't have much time. Um, so I, I didn't really complete the Joe Bob Briggs version, which I would have watched that first to get more background. But uh, Joe, what did you think? I felt like I was watching a Jay and Silent Bob film or like Tenacious D pick a destiny. Yeah. Kind of. It's got that kind of feel to it. Um, I, I remember that opening scene in the church, they have this gargantuan cross and I swear to God, I've never seen this movie before. My first thought was, Oh my God, that's huge. That's the biggest cross I've ever seen. I could just see that falling on somebody and killing like half a congregation. Oh my God. And then, you know, next thing you know, right down on the other priest. Um, Yeah. I I was like puzzled at every turn. I guess it took me a while to realize that this was a comedy, not knowing anything about it. Um, But I really was enjoying when the priest is trying to get on the good side of Satan especially the point where he's walking down the street and he pushes a mime into like down some subway stairs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was hilarious. Um, I'm, I'm always a big fan of, you know, <laughs> the grant, the priest is staying at this. Um, I don't know. Is it a hostel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's staying at this hostel yeah. and, they bring in, you know, grandpa has to come sit down at the dinner table and he of course is wearing a robe and nothing else. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, there were two uh, scenes of that. That was just, yeah. he's just sitting watching TV and the, it's just all out to see. The, uh, the other thing that bothers me slightly is, you know, when people are shooting shotguns and, they have like infinite rounds of shots in it. And yeah, know, there, there were like, a lot of uh, rounds of shots, but I, yeah. you know, I took it for a comedy, so I didn't really. Yeah, it was, uh, it was mildly, it certainly threw me for a loop that I did not see this coming. I didn't think you picked a horror comedy, but I'm, I'm laughing through it. And so uh, it was, it was okay. It was not the favorite movie out of the six that we watched, but uh, it, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I liked it. I, I I wouldn't say it was my favorite either, but I really enjoyed it. It was a I I thought it was a really good find. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mark. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is my favorite out of all of them, except 
one. Um, uh, it's a Pink Panther movie, guys. It's a Pink Panther movie. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh, Alex uh, uh, Angelio uh, who plays the theologist uh, priest. Um, he's Inspector uh, Clouseau. I mean, right. that's I mean that's what he is. He he walks. He has a certain like walk, you know, like you know, back and forth, you know, side to side. Um, like a penguin. And, yeah, yeah, and it it has the same slapstick as the Pink Panther uh, movies. And humor, not um, quite as broad as the Pink Panther, but yeah, I no, get what not, you're saying. Not quite as broad, but um, but it it does have that humor. And it was saying that this is uh, like one of the funniest horror comedies I've seen in a long time. Um, and, Agree. Yeah, and when when the priest theologist or whatnot uh, commits a sin, it's wonderful because he's so innocent. He's keying cars, thinking this is what's going to get me to the devil. He's going to key cars. Pushing the mime, uh, stealing a change out of a out, out of a homeless man's, you know, it's like this is a sin. I'm gonna get to the devil. I mean, he was so innocent throughout this whole thing. He was adorable to watch, and some of the uh, action scenes, especially with the grandma uh, at the hostel when she's got the shotgun. I mean, that was a great action scene, especially when she like heads over, you know, head over heels over the over the yeah. rail and she hits everyone <laughs> right. every like railing down it was yeah. it was so fun to watch and um uh his partner in crime uh i had no idea just like the first time you see him in this like uh, uh heavy metal uh satan worshiping um uh shop that this guy store. the record store that he owns yeah and he's going uh it's just, I, I need Iron Maiden. And he's flipping through. He goes right past Iron Maiden for some reason and just picks up something. But it, it was, it was, it, the lead actor just held this movie together. I, I adored this movie. This movie, I, I had so much fun watching it. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, I want to I... own it. Oh, wow. And yeah, I, I do. Don't laugh, Joe. I want to own it. <laughs> you and your mad god. This is kind of my mad god. I like. I want to watch it again, like very soon, because I feel like I missed so much. And not to uh, miss the, one of the lead characters, um, the psychic. He was great in that. Uh, you know, oh, the you psychic. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. was he was really good. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. And then what did what, what did they take uh, acid or something like that? And they yeah. go and they're climbing out on the uh, on that building and the and the the rock you know the rocking or the guy from the record store is just laughing his ass off the whole time. And, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. You mean the Schweppes building? Yeah, yeah. Schweppes was like the huge marquee on the side right. of that building. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Schweppes got some big money for that. It's, it's a. I highly recommend seeing this film. It is a blast. I had no idea about this movie, and it kept me enthralled. I didn't know how this movie was going to end, and it ended up great. And it was a nice ending too. It was just fun. Yeah, it was a great film, great pick, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's Day of the Beast, and you can find that on Shutter. I believe it is also available on. Uh, Tubi. Tubi, yeah, and various other platforms as well, I believe. So, and that brings us to our next pick, and that is um, one of my favorites from the last from the two thousand or tw- from the two twenty tens, uh, and that is 
Oz Perkins, the black coat's daughter from 2015. Oz Perkins, by the way, is the son of Anthony Perkins, who was um, uh, Norman Bates in Psycho. And he is he's directed a few movies. He directed the uh, I am the the girl who lives in the house, I think, or something like that. I can't remember. Let me look. Um, uh, what? Yeah, I am. I am the pretty thing that lives in the house, which I saw. And that is you want to talk about slow burn that <laughs> that one is slow burn to the extreme. It was a bit more than I could handle even in terms of slow burn, but there was some creepy stuff in it. Uh, and then he also directed Hansel and Gretel a few uh, years ago. But uh, this is in the dead of winter students, Kat and Rose, two very different girls find themselves spending winter break at their prestigious prep school. What they don't know is that Kat is being stalked by an evil entity and their lives are about to change forever. Meanwhile, Joan, a young, troubled woman, makes her way across a frozen landscape towards that school. But why? Uh, and this is one that these three characters, the, their stories sort of tie together, and, they, and it comes together in the end, but you don't know how the Emma Roberts character is related to the other two until you get moving into it more. And then I, I started, I remember the first time I saw it and I had forgotten, I I'd forgotten it cause it had been a while since I'd seen this and I had forgotten what her, who her character was. But then as the movie was going on, I started to realize, Oh, you know, you can kind of see who she is um, in one of the other characters. But at any rate, it's um, I think just a fantastic film uh, it, it, the school that they go to the boarding school that they go to or prep school is called the Bramford school. And that is also the name of the, the apartment building from Rosemary's baby. They, they use that same name for the school. Um, it took nearly 17 months to get an official USA release, after playing numerous film festivals, it did very well in the film festivals and finally got a release, but it was rejected a lot at first. Uh, director Mike Flanagan lists this as his favorite horror movie. Um, and um, it was it was filmed in Ontario, Canada, and Emma Roberts' outdoor scenes were all filmed during the coldest weather in recorded history in Canada, in, in, in uh, Ontario. Um, and let's see, well, I guess that's all the info that I have on it, but I, I really like this. It's very, it is definitely slow burn, but in a very, in an excellent way. And there's a payoff. There's nothing worse than slow burn where you kind of feel like you're left with nothing. And this one, I, I do believe there's a payoff and I do believe the stories do converge in a satisfying way. But, uh, Mark, what did you think of this one? Yeah, um, it's talk about a slow burn, but I, I was enthralled throughout the whole entire film. It was mesmerizing. These three actresses were stunning, stunning to watch, stunning to just take in. Uh, their acting was on point. Um, I don't know the actress's name, um, the younger one that becomes. Oh, Kiernan Shipka. She she was oh, in Mad Men. Oh, boy, is she good and tremendous beautiful beautiful 
But it, uh, and it wouldn't have worked. Are, but... This wouldn't have worked if they hadn't been good because so much of the acting is just in their facial expressions and their eyes and their demeanor. Like there's there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie. So if they no. didn't have really good actors, there's no way this could have been pulled off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I I'm I'm just thinking of um I'm trying to think of when a knife was used so graphic that I've seen recently, and I can't think of of that, um, how a knife was used so graphic. And those two scenes, there's two scenes where there's some murders happen, happening, and maybe it was the sound effects that I was listening to of a knife being plunged into somebody, but I I was jumping, I was cringing, I had my Cinescare pillow, and I was I was like hanging on to it. It was jarring, absolutely jarring. Um, and the payoff is worth the slow burn. I'm telling you. And I, but I was enthralled throughout the whole. It it was it was it was a mystery because I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to. I, I don't want to ruin. Uh, yeah. Because I really want people to um, see this film and with like fresh eyes. But there there is a twist to it that I thought I was correct on and I wasn't, I wasn't correct. And there's, there's a mystery to it. And yeah. I absolutely love this film. It's another great pick. It's great. Yeah. That this one, uh, I, I agree there, there's this mystery to it and you're not sure what's really going on, but uh, yeah, I, there was something I was going to say that about related to something you said, but now I can't think of it. Uh, Joe. I thought this was extremely well done. I I put this. Uh, the, the only words I can think of to describe this is subtle horror. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I just remembered. It would relate, and it's related to what you're saying right now too. Uh, that this is not one that you watch if you don't have a minute to sit down and just you know, like if you you got to be in the right mood for it. You got to be in a patient mood because it's a te- it's a story that just sort of unfolds a little bit, you know, and slowly is told, but anyway, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the mood music in this movie is fantastic. It's eerie throughout. And what I meant by subtle horror, uh, I would almost, I I have to say it's Hitchcockian. Mm -hmm. Uh, they do a wonderful job of portraying a horrific event without showing the gore, the horror. Um, I, I hope this isn't giving away too much. There's a scene where you think something brutal has happened and uh, the headmaster's coming back into the school. Oh, and yeah. As they pan to his face, he's standing in a doorway and all you can see that justifies the thought that you had in your head about what just happened is there's a subtle little splash of blood on the door frame mm-hmm. that he's standing in front of and you know that happened um yeah it the like mark said the actresses in this film are just tremendous and like you said mark it couldn't have been done without them um i i really question why i didn't even hear of this movie until you brought it up hmm. right I, I i i've never heard of this film yeah. This it's, should have gotten just on the actresses alone. You would have thought it would have gotten more notoriety or I've been living under a rock. Yeah. It's, it's one that I, I still think is, is, is underrated. And I, I, people who have seen it, 
absolutely love it and and it's got a really uh it does have a a rabid following but uh but yeah, I don't, it's not one that you hear mentioned very much. And it, it's one that just kind of went under the radar a little bit for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an a 24 film. So yeah, I mean, man, man, man. But what Joe said, you know, it's like just that one scene where the headmaster comes in, you see a blood and you just see the payoff through the guy's eyes. You do see a payoff. If you're looking for something later, there is a payoff and it's horrific. Yeah. It's absolutely horrific. So it gives you even that. And yeah. I don't even, I, I think it's necessary in that because there is times where I'm going, Oh, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to, you know, be shocked. But when it happens, I'm going, Oh boy, I wasn't ready for that. And mm. we're, we're being very vague. I know like people are just going, what, what is it? But it, if you haven't seen this film, you have to see it. it it's so good. Yeah. I de- definitely, de- you know, well, you know, it, I wouldn't want to spoil this one for people. Cause I do think there aren't that many, I, it's not one that's been widely seen. And so yeah. um, I definitely believe you got to check this one out. This is, this is top notch stuff. It yeah. is top notch. Uh, okay. Well, that brings us to, uh, the last movie that I picked. And this one is without a doubt, one of my, I mean, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's one of definitely one of my favorite horror movies, definitely one of my favorite movies period of all time. Uh, and that is the witch from 2015 came out the same year as black coat's daughter. Uh, and I, I saw them both within probably a week of each other and I, but both of them blew me away, but nothing quite so much as the power of Robert Eggers, uh, the witch in 1630s, New England, William and Catherine lead a devout Christian life with five children homesteading on the edge of an impassable wilderness exiled from their settlement. When William defies the local church. When their newborn son vanishes and crops mysteriously fail, the family turns on one another. Uh, and this is starring Ralph Innocent as the father who, or as the father who is, I think, amazing in this movie. I want to see more of him. He, I believe he was the voice of the Green Knight in The Green Knight. Uh, the mother is Kate Dickey. She was, I believe, Queen Guinevere in The Green Knight. Uh, Harvey Scrimshaw plays the, one of the sons. There's a couple twins in there. And then, of course, there is the amazing Anya Taylor-Joy, who is quickly becoming one of the, uh, quickly becoming an A-list celebrity. She was, of course, in uh, that chess TV show. What was, what was it called? The Queen's Gambit? Queen's Gambit. Yeah. yeah. And she also was in, uh, help me, what was Last the movie? Night Last Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho. As well, this last year, and, and she's been uh, in a ton split. of stuff. Split, she was in yeah, she was in split. split. She's yeah. been in actually a ton of stuff uh, recently, and more stuff. She's been working constantly. Um, but this is one I just feel like it's got all everything that I love. I love, love, love this time period. I love uh, the setting. These people out in the middle of the wilderness, and 
it, you know, it's set in the 1630s. They're like we said earlier, people at this time were truly terrified of witches and witchcraft. They were truly believed the devil was in those woods. They truly believed that it was possible to be attacked by demons. It was a real fear for them. It was a real, it, uh, there were, there were dangers in the world at this time. Uh, wolves, bears, uh, natural, you know, bandits or whatever. But among those things that people actually feared were was also witchcraft and they really believed that your soul could be taken quite easily if you didn't stay steadfast in your christianity and and so in this case in in many of these movies the idea of a witch is not a real thing but in this movie it's a it is a fairy tale uh in the old grand tradition of fairy tales that were not meant for kids they were dark stories of dark things that happen in the woods and this is uh, uh, along with that uh robert eggers is uh i believe wrote it as well along with his writing partner and and he just has a knack for writing old old english they took a lot of the dialogue from uh writings about witchcraft and writings about witches in different areas in that time period and so the 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 costuming was as authentic as they could make it. They built the sets, the houses, and all of that stuff were all built using uh, as much as they could uh, tools and and uh, uh, construction that would have been available to people back then. They tried to be as, as authentic as they could. Uh, it's got one of my favorite lines in all of movies, and uh, that is uh, the, the goat... Um, Black Philip says to Black the daughter, um, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Which is, I just absolutely love that line. Uh, let's see, I've got something else here that I wanted to say. Oh, also, th there was a line I had to actually put on um, captions to, to hear this line because I knew it was good. And the dad says to the son, because the son woke up late one morning and the dad says, tis no ease to rise on a gray day. The devil holds fast your eyelids, uh, which I just, I love his language. And this, this movie um, is, it's one of my favorite. It's become one of my favorite movies very quickly, um, even though it just came out in 2015. So uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on the witch? I don't know how people, survived back in that time period mm -hmm. let alone built houses right. let alone i mean i would have killed my entire family just the two <laughs> kids alone oh the i mean twins. they're so annoying yeah, yeah the twins playing with black philip all the time and Smack. just getting in the way oh yeah they would have. i would have called one of the two of them if not both a witch maybe we should go drown them to see if they are or not well just so i'd have two less fam mouth uh less mouths to feed i believe the you know? twins after and I, I i've seen this several times but this time it really struck me that i think the twins summoned the devil i think it was the twins that did it with their song about black philip yeah i i could totally see that yeah and they kept um, they kept telling them to stop yeah. singing the song about black philip stop that and they kept doing it yep. and kept doing it it's those damn rock and roll records. Yeah. You're going to bring out the devil. <laughs> I yeah. know. Uh, the kid that played Caleb is, oh my God, why Wonderful. we need to see him in more stuff. No He's kidding. just tremendous. Yeah. That uh, scene uh, towards the end where he's coming out of his coma, his deep sleep and just 
the range on that kid is tremendous. It's so believable from coming out of some kid. Yeah. The, so um, that is... scene, it was almost like a possession scene. It was almost like an exorcism scene. Yeah. And that scene was directed that the directing was done by the father, uh, Ralph Ennis, I think is his name. Um, because he, he, uh, I can't remember what I read, but it was, it, he had worked with kids a lot. And so, Robert Eggers had him direct that scene. Yeah. yeah. Very well done. I, this isn't exactly my forte of movies, um, but it, this is, yeah, this is one of my favorites. I own a copy of this one. I I've watched it a handful of times since I've gotten it. It's, it's tremendous. It's not something that if I had just like, uh, you know, read a description about would have jumped on board, you know, which is back in the 1600s. This isn't really float my boat, but I I'm so glad I watched it the first time. Um, it's just so tremendously well done. It's just creepy from beginning to end. Yeah. And gorgeous to look at. Oh yeah. Cinematography. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I just think Robert Eggers has a visual, um, storytelling method that's just he just he he knows how to write but he also knows a great picture too uh mark yeah this movie sucks um <laughs> it's one of these films that you just you look at and you're just going why am i even watching this i i i absolutely hate this film i'm kidding i'm kidding i love this good night film. everybody good night everybody <laughs> no no no, this film, this film is, is, is... You didn't write to Marcus Long, did you? He's not up to the challenge. No, I love this film. Um, it, like Joe said, it's gorgeous to watch. I've seen this film over 15 times, I think. Um, it's, it's the delivery of the lines that I think I love most, um, especially with the father, his deep voice. Yeah. I... I it's it for some reason it's so comforting it's it just it, it mesmerizes me when he talks and when he speaks um everything about this film's great um just the look of it it's go ahead man there there's some shots in this that just I I watched like the 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 scene where the dad is chopping wood in that and he's got that I don't know what it is around him like it's not a towel but it's like a some kind of uh shift tied around him and he's chopping the wood it's just and then uh the scene where the the boy goes into the woods and he meets the witch like just amazing they they had this model play the play that character and it's just such a creepy scene she comes out all you know seductive looking and everything and that you know he's coming to that age where he's starting to notice these things he's noticing it on his own sister and of course then anya taylor joy who's just uh, like her all of them. They're just, the performances were just so spot on. Just amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's with the music um, also that they do uh, in this film is just so fucking creepy. It's, yeah. it, it just, it's so it's, it's, I think it's a perfect movie. I, I don't see anything wrong. I don't see anything yeah. wrong with this film. I, I really don't like no, every I, shot, every frame. I agree. Yeah, I think it's a perfect film, and I don't know what what Edgar's going to do. I mean, how how does he top it? He he brought out the Green Knight, and I love the Green Knight. Well, he didn't is do it, the he didn't do the Green Knight. 
that Maybe. wasn't his. No, he did. Uh, oh, Mike Lowry. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lowry. No, he did. Oh, I'm thinking, he did uh, the, the Vikings. He did the Viking or the Northman, and then he did. The he did uh, the Lighthouse. Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I I just want to see what he does afterwards. Why was I thinking of that film? Well, it's because it it's got the guy, the yeah, dad. Yeah. You know, is in he played the Green Knight, and uh, it's got you know the mom plays the queen, and there's there's people from his universe universe in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, but yeah, yeah. The witch is just wonderful. It it was it was fun to watch again. It really was. And and when I popped it in, because I own it too, and when I popped it on, I just knew what I was in for, and it's it's such a comfort. You know, you know, and I, I like films like that 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 we have to watch is is what I really enjoy about films. Like it's, it's, it's great. I saw it on TikTok. One of those podcasters that we follow was talking about saying how, what, how pretentious this movie is. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? How can you say that? It's, I, I get the idea, you know, but do you just say something's pretentious just because it's trying to do something that's, a little more literary based, you know, I, I don't understand. I don't understand that mindset um, because the, I, yeah. I don't see anything pretentious about this. I think this is the story that was told and he did it in a way that, that makes sense for that time period with language that would have been used in that time period. How is that pretentious? I, I just don't see it. I don't feel like there was anything art house in it that didn't need, that wasn't a part of the natural story. It all fit. And I agree. It's a perfect movie. Yeah. So, uh, well, I guess that does it for devil horror, uh, for this week. Uh, and that brings us to our next pick, which is Joe's. So Joe, what is your pick for next time? And what are the movies we need to watch? He, he kept play... it a secret. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, I, we I, don't know. I'm Usually holding... we know a little bit, but th- this one, we don't know. I'm playing this one pretty close to the chest. We're actually going to play poker. Uh, and I have a winning hand for all of us to watch. Uh, it's my full house of horror. It's the hand I have picked is uh, three Kings and two Queens. We are going to watch three Stephen King films and two scream queen films. Mm. Oh, so the, Joe. the three King films are all based on Stephen King short stories so we're going to watch uh, Mr. Harrigan's Phone, which just came out on a Netflix last week All with right. uh, Donald Sutherland. Uh, we're going to watch 1408 with John Cusack. All right. And we're going to watch an old favorite of mine, Apt Pupil. Okay. I have not seen any of those Stephen King films. Really? You haven't Wonderful. seen 1408? I haven't seen 1408 or Apt Pupil. Uh, or, yeah, I've uh, seen all of them, but. Wow. Uh, but you haven't seen Mr. Harrigan's phone yet, right? Oh, no, I haven't no, seen I haven't. that. I've seen at people okay. and yeah. And then just because we were all going to have to watch it anyway, one of my queens is, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis. So we're all going to watch Halloween Ends because we were going to watch it anyway. Beautiful. Nice. And then um, my other queen, just because I was looking for an excuse to watch this movie and I haven't found one in the past two years of doing this podcast. So Rada Mitchell who we know from the crazies and rogue, uh, we're going to watch silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting no. for an opportunity for this. Who's one. been dying yep. for us to watch because this fucking film. I, oh my I God. keep trying to figure out a way to watch, uh, you know, like video game horror, 
but I don't want to watch the Resident Evil films because I don't care for most of them. And I couldn't find enough uh, to make like five or six movies from video game horror. So I shoehorn her in as a screen queen. So there you go. There's your three kings and two queens. Is Silent Hill a John Carpenter movie? Is that the no. one? No. Okay. No. No. All right. So. So there you go. There's All right. So the five movies. Can you say them again, Joe? Uh, yes. It's fourteen oh eight, apt pupil and Mr. Harrigan's phone. Uh, by the okay. Let me start that over. Fourteen oh eight is on Crackle. Uh, apt pupil is on Tubi. Mr. Harrigan's phone just came out on Netflix. Uh, Halloween ends is about to be released on Peacock and in a theater near you. Yep. And then uh, Silent Hill I saw was on Fubo TV. So, all right. Well, that that'll be uh, five good ones. And of course, there I I know there's a lot of things being released this month and the next couple of weeks. So there's going to be a lot to choose from. This is this has I, you know I'm looking on my list of horror movies that I've seen this year, new 2022 horror movies. Man, our end of the year top 10 is going to be hard to choose from because I, th- I feel like there have been a lot of solid horror movies this year. I really do. So, Are you saving them all to the last minute and reorganizing them then? No, I've See, been I've putting been them in a an, running. Talent. No, I've been. But but, you, yeah. you know, you as you when we get to that week, we all we, you know, we flip flop a little bit and yep. shift a little bit. Oh, I do. But nope. I, I mean, I, I think, flip flop. I, yeah, I, I can tell you right now what my number one is and number two and three. And I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, no, I, I did all my work in advance. There'll be I usually flip flop things around from five on, you know, usually my top four or five are pretty good. But then after the ones toward the end of the top 10 are usually I kind of mix around. And then there's a bunch that I don't know who's going to be nine and 10. Like there's several that I could put in there. So, yeah, no, I don't have it solidified now. But yeah. I think my number one and my number two God. are pretty set. Yeah. It won't be Mad, Mad God. God. It won't be Mad God. <laughs> but it will be Joe's Mad God. Mad or God number one, I'm sure. Might be in my top ten. Could it be in my might top be. 10. Yeah, it might. I don't know. I I I have no desire to watch it again. So that usually <laughs> re rewatchability uh it factors in a little bit. But I, I I have a great appreciation for the artistry of it. So Hey Matt, just just so you know, please keep sending those articles to us because we do appreciate that. <laughs> Don't worry, and, and, <laughs> I will I will be quarantined for the next five days, so you'll be, be fantastic. Actually, get, I love it. I'm you hoping, guys were driving I'm me crazy last it. week. I was texting about movies I was watching, and no one was responding. Like Mark was MIA, Joe, <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, and and Jimmy was <laughs> was hidden too. So it was really I was yeah. losing my mind. I was like, but so thank God you guys were responding. This I week. hope I get some sort of debilitating disease too where i've got time on my hands to read all these articles i know Uh, man matt just cough in a plastic bag so i can inhale it so i can get a a five day off so yeah do what you're doing because i envy you because like what's happening for you it's just what a perfect time of year i know i mean it's october it is true this is perfect for you yeah except that i i have to use my sick days for this but yeah no it is the perfect time of year to if you have to be sick this is perfect so you just turn on amc and let the horror movies run yeah could you imagine if this was happening like in may oh god yeah no that would be living hell yeah yeah Yeah. i think we all did that actually a couple years ago yeah (laughs) 
All right. Well, I guess uh, if there's nothing else, please go to www.cinescarehorror.com. Check out the merchandise and help support our show. Every shirt that you buy helps support sh- uh, report. Ugh. Help support our support. show. Support our support. show. And Mark-ish. of course, go Mark-ish. to <laughs> Markish. Markish. Um, but please go to uh, Amazon and purchase my book, uh, the Kindle version, uh, the paperback version, whatever you want to buy. It is called The Last House, and it's actually been doing pretty well. The sales have been okay. Not bad. I'd like them to be higher. But uh, sales haven't been too shabby. So, uh, but I, the word of mouth and the, the the feedback I've been getting from people has been very very positive. So uh, it's that's not always the case. My first book I heard from some people, and then I would not hear from anybody people for a while, and I'd be like, eh, maybe they didn't like it. But this one I'm hearing really good things from people. So uh, please go to Amazon, look up The Last House by Matthew Speak, and uh, enjoy. I guess that's it. So we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Drag to a Marcus along, did you? He's not up to the challenge.